2: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawk Show, powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com/slash-clean. Well, that was fun for fifty-six minutes.
0: Yeah. The Hawks yeah.
2: lose two to one to the league-leading NHL's best, Winnipeg Jets, in Winnipeg. They had a one nothing lead from the four nineteen mark of the second period until the sixteen thirty one mark of the third, and then uh, Valarity and Ehlers score, yep. and the Jets
0: fly away. See what it did there? Just with like a two to one win. Just like that. Uh, it sucks. Um, if this season mattered, it would sting a lot more. Um, but you know, it, you get to that point in the third period, you got the one nothing lead. You're just trying to hang on. You know, the, you know the Jets are, are throwing everything that they have uh, at, at, at the Blackhawks, at Peter Mrazek. And Mrazek, fantastic game tonight.
2: Mrazek, the, who was the first star, first of, the star game, of the game, by game. the way, so stop yelling at us in the chat that he's not a four-star Yeah, candidate. he was
0: first star of the game, deservedly so. He was the only reason that the, the Blackhawks had a chance to win tonight late in the game. Uh, and then, yeah, you give up the game-tying goal, try and regroup, one minute left, two one game, pfft, done it's it's a real uh kick in the dick as we like to say on the show, um right in the but it's extent. still <laughs> it, what we asked for in the pregame was you know continue the way that you had been playing the last couple of games, where you know you get that you get that effort, you hang in a game. they did that tonight. As, as a totality of this game, they did that. They played with the Jets. Uh, they played up to their pace. They hung with them. They had a lead for a majority of the game.
2: They went 12 minutes into the second period without allowing a shot yeah. and hold it a
0: league-leading Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, they were doing a really great job of, of you know suppressing shots and, and, and offense for the Jets through two-thirds of the game. Given the where this roster is right now, back-to-back 2-1 to losses against the Oilers and the Jets – I don't know what you can be mad about. I have one thing I'm mad about, and I'm going to tell you about it. In well, a second. there are things you can be mad about. Yeah, of course. But there's
2: one specific thing from this game that pissed me off, and we'll get to it here in a second. But make sure you smash that like button for us on YouTube. Please get in the habit of doing that, and make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel as well. So when we go live, you are notified. Same deal on your favorite podcast app. Follow, subscribe, whatever they call for there, and take thirty seconds to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That goes a really, really long way. So please, please, please do that. We're going to keep our eye on uh, the old email there and see if the Hawks send in Luke Richardson postgame. No promises, but if we get it, we'll turn it around as fast as we can. Uh, But here's what pissed me off in this game. Sure, the game, you just gave up the lead. You're down, you're feeling bad. You have the puck in the jet zone. Five, four, three, pass, 2, Pass, one, pass, no shot. Freaking talk to each other. Someone has to shout, five, five. You hear it all the time when you watch other teams play. Ten seconds. You got to be aware of what the freaking clock is. You had your, your top offensive players for this team on the ice at the time with opportunities to shoot, and they passed and passed and passed. Yeah. Luke Richardson has been screaming this from the beginning of the season. They have to talk on the ice. And we were talking about this the other night, about how the personalities of these players are shy, reserved, soft-spoken, whatever you want to call it. That shit has to go out the window on the ice. You have a job to do, and part of the job is communicating with your teammates how much time is left, who you're covering, and who they should cover. It has been a persistent issue all year long, yeah. get over it. We're halfway through the season now. Get over your shyness. You're all buddies. You've all seen each other's dogs. Let's go. Let's communicate with each other and say how much time is left.
0: Uh, that's yeah. You're right. Am I wrong? I, I, I don't know. To be shy about it anymore. I don't know about the. One part of that, but most of that, yeah, I would, I would, I would we are halfway through the season. That agree. Is correct. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Yes. Halfway right. through this. This was game 42. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, that's, that's a situation where you have to be uh, aware of the clock. You, you have to know that you don't have time to set up the pretty pass. Like it's just got to be get, you have, you have a six on five at the end of the game, right? Three guys go park your ass in front of the goalie and three of you, one at the one, two at the circle, one at the, at the top of the blue line, Fire away, yeah! Fire away, and and look for something to happen. You can't just be pass, 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 pass. You, you're going to pass yourself to you know out of an opportunity, which they did. It's just got to be straightforward. It's how
2: the Jets came back in this game. Twelve shots in the third period. It's
3: Been that way all season. This is a passive hockey team.
2: Well, with the they,
3: they, there's nobody out. There's very few guys on this team that says screw it. I'm going to do it.
0: Right? Yeah. But with but with the with the roster turnover that they've experienced, I would say in the last few games there's been at least a little bit more of that straightforwardness. A little bit more, but then but
3: at the end They you know, they are who they are. You get yeah. you get these guys and they want a cross ice one timer, just shoot. Yeah. And we've said it so many times this year. Most of your goals in the NHL are scored from with ten feet or mm-hmm. or closer to the net. And they're Track. all they're all they're doing with ten seconds to go is Hanging out in the perimeter I hate that Nobody going to the net yeah. But you know It is what it is uh, Not Again You can't There's not a lot You can really Complain about Because if you would have said Hey Before the game Blackhawks are only going to lose To the Jets 2-1 to one, They're going to play hard For most of the night You'd be
0: happy You'd be like cool and you have a lead at some point You know If yeah. they, if
3: the Jets would have scored Those two goals In the first three minutes Of the game As opposed to the last Three minutes of the game We'd be Man that was such a great effort yeah. it just came mm-hmm. up a little short Yeah the Jets, it was coming. You felt it the whole yeah. second half. The Jets were like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, they were. They, they about the 11-minute mark of the third period They someone brought up the iPad and was like, okay, NHL standings. Jets, <laughs> scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Blackhawks. Hey, guys, we're better than them. They pull Let's up our line, go out and they, win it.
2: They pull up our line graphic like, Yeah, yeah <laughs> this can't be right. Yeah. so, you know, you, you, you can't.
3: Yeah. They didn't have the puck for the last seven minutes of the game. Yeah, It's yeah. hard to win games when you don't have the puck. Uh, but for the most part, this was another solid effort mm-hmm. against a team that was far superior talent-wise. I mean, yeah, Mark Shifley was out for most of that game. He got hurt and didn't come back. But still, you know, you still got a lot of talent out mm-hmm. there. Uh, future Hall of Famer uh, More- Murray Barron, who just seems to like... Kill the Blackhawks. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never seen this kid's name pop up anywhere else. Not that I watch a ton of Jets games, but like, it just seems the Blackhawks come to town, and all of a sudden he's you know Cam Neely. All yeah. of a sudden, so you know, that gets that power boost. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, it was uh, Peter Mrazek. Man, he's saying, "Hey, that's, that's I want to go bad, to Toronto right. as an All Star." Damn it,
0: that send me. That's what. That's what you feel. Probably the worst about tonight is the fact yeah. that Morazic doesn't get rewarded for the right. effort.
3: And we both kind of sat there at, at that, the game winning goal. We were kind of like, eh, he probably should have made that save, but you're not going to scream at him because he made so many saves yeah. that he had yeah. no business. And that's
0: also Nikolai Ehlers game. getting a pretty open look oh, yeah. at you. Like that's, it's a pretty good goal. When you scorer. got
3: time and space to pick a corner. Yeah. Guys like that are usually
2: going to well, do, do it. Speaking of Nikolai Ehlers, he was the third starter of the game. With the goal, five shots, 12 shot attempts. That's Bedardian. He's on my fantasy team. Uh, Number two star of the game, Laurent Brossois, one of my favorite names in hockey. Mm -hmm. He stopped 20 of 21 hawk shots. And like we said, the number one star was Peter Mrazik stopping 26 of 28 jet shots. I think it was Alan or Alec who asked, like, is it weird for the losing goalie to be the number one star? The way it works, at least the way it used to work when I was uh, producing the radio games, is the three stars are chosen before the game ends, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was
3: obviously voted like probably five minutes to go. Yeah, but, but it al- used to have the they
2: say whoever has the game. If it's a tie game, they'll save number one star for whoever has the
0: game winner. Usually, yeah, right. But also like that was a, that was an effort where you'd say he was pretty much the had he the was. biggest impact yeah. out of anybody uh, in that game because if he doesn't have the game that he has, this game it's it's not even close. Right. So
2: here's our nominees for the chat's fourth star, Connor Murphy, nineteen. 19- 59 of ice time, a goal on one shot. That's 100% shooting. Three shot attempts, four block shots, and two hits. Another night at the office for Murphy. Uh, Colin Blackwell, 1353 of ice time, four shots, six shot attempts. And Lucas Reichel picks up a primary assist, 1531 of ice time. He only had one shot attempt, blocked a shot. Um, But, you know... Primary assist? Cool. It's a little baby steps for Lucas Reichel at this point here.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if, if you look at the, the game score and our friends the Blue Lions, he was top three. And with just one shot attempt, um, the positive you can say is that you're, he, it's an example of how he has been able to be effective at times without having to generate as much offense as we all hope and expect him to, um, which is a good thing. But we also want that offense to come and, and be a part of his game regularly. Yeah. We don't want it to be, oh, he's great off the puck. It's like, okay, a lot of guys are great off the puck. Be great with the puck. Right. Like that's, That is what we're all striving for and hoping for for Lucas Reichel. Because it, it is clear. like the, th- the, the things around the game that are you know maybe his secondary um, skills, those have been good. That's why, really nice that's why he's. That's why he's in the NHL in without secondary. having any production. Yeah. Basically, um, but it's the things that he's that's going to put him over the top that it's just not clicking consistently for him. So he gets the assist. Hopefully, that's you know a little little confidence boost. Get a little tick in the A column and move forward and try and build off it.
2: Yeah, that's the hope. I mean, because yeah, they've got a lot of uh, offensive forward prospects, but this is a guy who. Based on what we saw from him last year, we were sort of penciling him in as okay. This is a guy we know is going to be good, yeah. and this year he has not been good. And look, it's you know it's half of one season, not even still to eighty-two career games yet, so way too early to make a call. But mm-hmm. um, the production needs to come. And you're right, like the the periphery stuff, the the defense, the being in the right place at the right time, stuff has been working. But when he tries to add the skill elements, they're just off. Yeah. Like, he'll make a really nice between-the-legs pass or a no-look pass, but he'll just miss the stick. And part of that has to do with the skill of his teammates, too, and their ability sure. to complete those plays. But sure, but at the end of the day, Bedard, Bedard's able to do it, and Khrushchev's able to do it, and Dickens is able Blackwell to do it. Colin is able to do it. Yeah, so you can't make every excuse for Reichel. Yeah. There's some that are valid, but he needs to put puck in net or help people put puck in net. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, this is the, his time. Yeah. Six to eight weeks without counterbredard. Uh you can argue that he is the best offensively talented, gifted player on this team. Yeah. He, I mean I guess. On paper or on scouting reports, whatever. I mean you see the flashes of it. This is his time. He's got six to eight weeks without counter-Bredard to be the number one option. He should be the number one scoring option without counter-Bredard on the roster right now. Right now you've got, nobody is the number one scoring option. I mean, if if Colin Blackwell is your, you know, Jason Dickinson, it's been really good. But as we pointed out the other day, he's shooting 22%. I mean, at some point, (laughs) you know, he's, he's going to regress to the back of the hockey card. Uh, and, and, uh, this is when Reichel should be the guy. He should be the number one option. He should want to be the number one option. Yes. He should be on the ice, slamming his stick out. Give me the damn puck. I want to shoot. And then another game with one shot attempt. I mean, yeah, he had the assist, which is good. Maybe that's something that he sees that, and it's, it's a, a mental thing. Like, okay, yeah. I got a point. You know, all right, build off of that. But gotta, we need to see something. If we get through this, if Bedard comes back and Reichel still has like 15 points on the season, I don't know. I don't I I this is he's gotta be the go-to guy here for these next 12, 15, how many years? You'd think
2: too that he would be really en- enthused about the opportunity. You know, when he was second on the team at Ice Time on the power play. That's the thing, is like we we'll, we'll we do these shows, we sit down. The game ends, we discuss. Okay, who are our third stars going to be? And we go through, we look at every the performances, talk about the eye tests and all those things. Like, hey, you know, Reichel looked decent this game, and we look at the line, and it's one-shot attempt. One-shot, two-shot attempts. Yeah, like, it's easy to find Reichel's no, line because there's usually yeah, no numbers across the just board, right? There's nothing. The and it'd be one thing if he was just – and look, he is – I will say, in fairness to him, he is shooting, like, below 5%. His shooting percentage is – unsustainably low. Sure. But at the same time he's not shooting enough. He's not shooting enough. And the in the score sheet is indicating that. It is a big swath of zeros. Even on nights where we said like hey maybe we give him a star tonight, we look at the sheet and say we can't. And honestly, like that was kind of the case today. Yeah. But we're like, well he had a primary assist, so I guess and he had a decently large blue line. This is all teammates all saw. Right. Like it's just you know what I mean? Like it's Fine, we gave it to him kind of is a knowing he wasn't going to win the four star of the game and I'm sure Steven he is not, correct?
0: <laughs> he is not winning, but it's extremely close with the other yeah. two I assume.
2: Yeah,
4: Right has 22% of the vote. Okay, wow. yeah. that's surprising.
0: Yeah, and and I think you know, what we saw with um earlier this year with Kurishov, a number of times there were there were times where he was out there and like like you said Greg, like he was like visibly demanding the puck in in different opportunities and I think that's what that's that's what we you want to see from Reichel where he has the like drive that even you know the the casual observer can say oh this person they're they're trying to be the go-to guy I just don't know if that's part of his like hockey like makeup you know like I I don't want to say that he doesn't have the desire to be the guy but it's definitely it manifests itself differently for him like blackwell's out there he's getting in the face of Josh morrissey he's zipping up and down the ice finishing checks like playing playing a style of hockey that luke richardson loves and preaches and is obviously effective we all see it um but with reichel it's like a lot of like subtleness to his game where he can have an effective game and analytically, but have one shot attempt. Yeah. So, I just I, it's going to have to come for him in a different way. I don't think he's going to be the guy to go out there and sit at you know be on, be open on the wing, slamming his stick, saying, "Give me the puck. I'm going to deke everybody, drive to the net, and score." I don't think that's his game. It's going to have to it's going to have to happen differently. And I think he just has a different make-up as a hockey player to where he's, he's quietly confident in himself. Like, he, you don't see him, you know, hanging his head, slamming sticks, anything like that. You also don't see him, you know, getting too too high in, in, in different moments. So I think the actual, like, visu- the, the, visual, the visibility of, like, things are coming for him, is it has to be on the score sheet. That's what we're, that's what we're all going to be able to, to see where where it's actually making that progress, and and I think that's where a lot of frustration comes is that you don't see that like fireness in his game or from him, but he's still being somewhat effective. So it's just it's like I don't know what more kick in the pants he can get or what more opportunity he can get to like bring that out of him. I think it's just either gonna be there or it's not.
2: So uh, just as you were talking there, I just for funsies because in my mind. He had a little more swagger last year to his game. I thought he kind of, maybe I mean, he was. He was, saying, he was like, scoring right. goals and yeah, you know. So I just pulled up a random game from the end of last season, April fourth. The Hawks beat the Flames four to three. Who could forget such a memorable game? Sure. Uh, Lucas Reichel ended the game with two assists, plus one thirteen forty one of ice time, <laughs> zero shot attempts, and one hit. Yeah, like yeah. it's just. <laughs> even a game, he ends with two assists. Just I just pulled this one randomly. I didn't even know if the Hawks had played on that day. But I was going to see, like, did his games last year look a little bit different? No, not really. I just, I just feel like he, maybe part of it was last year, he still kind of had that chip on his shoulder of, I deserve to be here. Sure. I have deserved to be here all year, and I'm not. I'm going to show you I'm not going back. And maybe he's gotten a little comfortable this year. And I think Luke has done everything he can do to make him uncomfortable, you're on the bottom six. You're healthy scratched. Mm-hmm. Now he doesn't have that luxury. Right, he has to card. play. Yeah, He has to play. Um, but, I don't know, maybe when the team gets healthy, they do consider a trip to Rockford. I just think it's hard to do that, though, because an K has a $5 super chat asking us uh, if you had to pick one thing Reichel has improved on this season. What is it? I think it's everything but his scoring.
0: Defensive So it, it's yeah. hard
2: to look at a guy who has improved in every category aside from putting the puck in the net and saying you're going to Rockford because you can't put the puck in the net it's, it's yeah tough. but that
0: I mean that could that could be the th- what he needs is is maybe he just needs to take that take that game to the AHL dominate score a couple goals come back up here and, and realize hey I, I haven't lost it I can still do it for I the just record, have to do it here now. I'm totally down with that. For the record, once they're healthy, yeah. Once everyone comes back, fine. the thing is, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, it, you, you're running. Luke Richardson is running out of cards to play with Reichel. Yeah, and it's it, it, right now. It's just you're in the lineup because you have to be.
3: All right, this season in 41 games, Lucas Reichel has 58 shots on goal.
0: It's not. Not even two a game. Where
3: is that on a team? I wonder. Uh, like middle of the pack. Cole Gutman has thirty nine shots on game, thirty nine shots on goal in eighteen less games. But last season in twenty three NHL games, Lucas Reichel had forty
0: two shots on goal. Oh, it's almost almost two a game. Yeah, yeah. So, so in he's almost shooting, he's shooting. He's got less only per
3: s- game. in. in 18 more games than he played all of last year. He only has 16 more shots.
0: Yeah, he's shooting less per game. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, maybe you can chalk that up to, well, you know, playing. Connor Bedard is sucking up more shots throughout this season than at the end of last season's team, you know, guys that, that had those abilities, but, yeah, but not, not, not that much. But, in, but if that was the case,
2: too, you would see a surge in these last few. And it hasn't yeah. been there. All he right, had, here's an idea. He
3: had two games last season of five shots on goal, three games of three shots on goal. And he yeah. only had three games all last season with no shots on goal. Okay. So Out of what, twenty
4: three
3: to play last year? Yeah. So he had almost twenty percent of his games last year. He had at least three shots on goal.
2: Uh here's an idea. The Blackhawks are on all star break. The last week of January and early February, mm-hmm. Rockford plays the twenty seventh, the thirtieth, the second, and the third. How about a four game stint to rebuild your confidence in Rockford during the All Star break? Uh, if is, that one, a, is that seen as a punishment? I,
3: I think maybe a week away from nothing hockey wise could be better. He's gonna
0: have to cancel an Airbnb. That's always a pain. <laughs> in the, that's always a pain
3: in the ass. He's he's European. It'd be a hostile. <laughs>
2: oh, God. We got our first Derek King ru- ruined. Lucas Reich won the chat. Sure. I'm like, he God. sure did. He, uh, yeah, he did fine with Derek King when he was his head coach in Rockford. Yep. Yeah, he was fine there. And uh,
0: uh, yeah, Derek I, King getting
3: blamed for the, my
0: God. You know, I I think that's that's not a bad idea, but also that's also not a bad idea to just. Let he him let him have his break, go, you know. Go
3: go, go, go somewhere. Take, warm go take your, for your mind off days. hockey.
0: Yeah. head down to the pucks will be here when you get Cabo back. Cabo or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you do, yeah. We'll, we'll keep I mean, your we'll keep your equipment clean and ready for you. Because he is
3: one of only uh, well, outside of the healthy scratch game, he's played every game. He's he's only missed one game this yeah, year. Yeah, and it wasn't. So, and that was because of the healthy scratch. Right. It wasn't an injury. So he's been one of only three healthy guys all season. The other two being Connor Murphy, surprise, surprise, is, yeah. and Jason Dickinson are the only two guys who play in all 42 games so yeah. far. So, um, yeah. Again, oh my God! The next person says Derek King is the problem he needs to get banned what from the entire internet. What are we talking oh about? God. Like, you, some, I swear to Christ,
2: <laughs> you people just you're. Stre- oh
3: it's, it's the
2: weirdest thing. If, there just has to, you be you know, what Derek King's job is. He
3: runs practice. <laughs> That's his job. And he scored 40 goals in the NHL twice. He knows a lot more. Like, he goes out there and shoots pucks with the guys at the end of practice, and he still has, like, the third best shot on this team. (laughs) Come on, give me a break. I know some of you are kidding, but some of you are not. And Uh, you people uh, need medication.
2: (laughs) By Uh, the way, before we break, um, I want to acknowledge spirit of 76 said, gave the reason he doesn't like Kyle Davidson. And I've been seeing this floating around a lot. So I want to address it. There it is right there. Speaking of reason, takes. I don't like Davidson. You don't have to rip it down this far. Tampa didn't Boston didn't Pittsburgh. Didn't the Rangers didn't, and they're still competitive since their since the Hawks cup days. Um, first of all, the Rangers were horrible. Rangers had the second overall and first overall pick in back to back years.
3: You don't get that
2: by being good. Yes. Uh, Here's the reason that those other teams have not had to do this, because their GMs didn't pay all their players the maximum possible amount of money. Nikita Kucherov today makes less money than Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane signed 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Braden Point, same Steven Samkos, $8.5 All these guys making less than Taves and Kane signed for 10 years ago. Sydney. Victor Hedman, seven point eight. I can go on. You want me to go to the Penguins? I can do that S- for you, too. Sidney
0: Crosby has never made as much as Taves and Kane did. No.
2: Sidney Crosby makes eight point seven. dollars Evgeny Malkin makes six point one.
0: Well, that's a new contract. Yes, that's a new contract. But still. But
2: still mm-hmm. Like, the reason everyone was so frustrated with Bowman, I said it, I'll throw a quarter in a jar, whatever, Man. is the fact that while. Everybody got paid every last dollar and everyone had a no movement clause. So it, you effed yourself. It also and they
3: actually drafted and developed some young players along the way, too. Something yes. yeah. he who shall not be named rarely ever did. And, and if you
2: pay Taves, Kane, Hosa, whoever, go through the list, a million less each, like all these guys I'm mentioning did, mm-hmm. you get to keep Tavo Teravainen. You don't have to trade Tavo to get rid of sure. Brian Bickle. Yes. It also, and on and on.
0: It also helps when uh, Brent Seabrook. Hips don't say uh, you can't play hockey anymore. Right. It also helps when Jonathan Taze's body doesn't say you can't play hockey anymore. It also helps when Marion Hosa's body says you can't wear hockey equipment anymore. Like right. Yeah. It's it's like, also different, you know. Yeah. It's Crosby, Malkin, Latang. as much as we were like, Oh yeah, get the you know, get the Geritol ready they're all still playing at a high level yep. and that's why Pittsburgh so has had he's a longer
2: probably
3: going to win the art trophy this year. Yeah. He he's the what
0: 37. He's carrying that, that team.
3: So it's different. Um, yeah. It's, it's, and, and again, yeah, Patrice
0: Bergeron, you know, play through so many different injuries for a very long time. And, uh, Zidane Chara was a, a freak of nature physically. Um, You know, long so longevity of players makes a difference. Yes, yes. he was in those teams. The the previous
3: regime was very bad at salary cap management and left the cupboard bare. Yes, so I don't know. And again, uh, we said it all last season and and before that. All the people were like, "I don't think we should have done a reboot." What's your alternative that gets you to a Stanley Cup?
2: Look how effing bad Colorado was. They were historically horrible. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of a sudden, yeah. you hit on some draft picks, and Lottie freaking da they're a juggernaut. And five years from now, we may all be saying, yeah, the
3: rebuild was a failure. It didn't work. well." But we can't sit here and punch the podium and
2: say, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. The plan is sound. Whether or not it works and results in Stanley Cup, we don't know. But the plan is sound. He, the, the counter argument to what Davis is doing, by the way, I'm writing about it for Blackhawks beat tomorrow partially, is the Buffalo Sabres, who were, they got their, their, they, they got their high picks, they got their franchise defensemen, two of them, uh, they traded for a near 50 goal scorer in Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck is a guy they acquired who's become a really good player, mm-hmm. and they were the darlings of the preseason, and they are the fourth worst team in the Eastern Conference right now. So it doesn't always work, but it doesn't mean the the plan
0: wasn't sound. Yeah, you're also also your alternatives are be Ottawa or B Detroit or Nashville or, or Nashville. Exactly. Yeah. That's what happened at world.
3: And give it some time. Give it some time because you know, if it's 2026 and the Blackhawks are still bottom feeders and it's only Connor Bedard out there, I'll be the first one out there saying, "God, Kyle Davidson's been bad at his job." Right, but it's it's way too early in this, and I and again, I what are your other alternatives that get you close to the Stanley
0: Cup? Well, and that well, and and that's why Davidson is going about it the way that he is, is partially because he he believes that that's the right way to go and that's the right you know plan to have blueprint for for building a, a team is from the bottom up, um, and you have to bottom out to go bottom up, um, but also it's accountability because it's going to eventually be very likely all his guys, all his trades, all his free agency signings, all his draft picks. And if it doesn't work, it's on him. And it's, there's no finger pointing to, well, you know, we relied on the old guys' picks and the old guys' players, and it didn't right. work. So, is what? Why is it my fault? These guys are here not by my doing. Even, even he made the, it all. It's it's going to be all Kyle Davidson's right, fingerprints,
3: which is different from the last guy too. Because even when they were winning all those cups, a lot those of people, were people other said GMs. Hey, yeah. That's Dale Talon. Was that it? Pat Foley to this day, at at you know his last night yep. uh, was still saying. Dale Talon is the architect of this.
2: Yeah. Eh, maybe a little bit. He sure also forgets Mike Smith.
3: Mike Smith. Mike Smith, Mike Smith too. Drafted mm-hmm. some pretty important people. Uh Dunk uh, Yeah, Keith. Duncan Keith, Corey Crawford, oh Crawford, right. Dustin Bufflin, yep. those were all those were all Mike Smith picks. So yes, they were. Um, yeah, you're right. That's that's a heck of a point about Kyle Davis says like, "Hey, I'm going to win with my guys." If it, if it fails, it's all on I'm him.
2: Gonna, I'm going to I'm putting my career um I'm my guys. Paul said, uh, "KD has also been incredibly lucky. They shouldn't have gotten Bedard. Based on the tank they did, I'm all for the rebuild. But stop acting like he's well, some damn genius. Have... No one said. When have we ever said he's a genius? I said the plan is sound. That's what I said. Yeah. The word genius and Kyle Davidson has never been uttered on the 300 whatever episodes we've done of this show. I don't think so. It's you're making shit up for your confirmation bias. No one has called him a genius. Nope. The plan to rebuild is the only plan they had, and he is being patient with it. Yeah. And I, I have admitted, if it was me, I would not have been patient. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Connor Bernard, fuck it, let's sign some free agents. Mm-hmm. I would have butchered this thing. He is steadfast, he's holding strong, and he's building this team the way he believes is going to win. And like you said, Mario, if it doesn't work, he's fired.
0: It's that simple. And the, and, and the reason that we're trusting... In the plan is because to this point, the checkpoints of the plan have all gone to pretty much what they were hoping for. You you get as much value as you can out of the players that were here when he took over that weren't going to be part of the, the future. You know, Marc-Andre Fleury, Patrick Kane, got rid of Brandon Hagel. That was a tough one, but hey, you got Oliver Moore. Uh, Radish and Kachuk have been up and down we don't really know what we believe with them but we have another first round pick this year um you know you get shrewd at the draft in in, in summer of 22 you end up bringing in uh frank nazar kevin Korczynski, sam Renzel, you got peter morazic who's playing well this season um sure like you know you got you got rid of the and doc but it brought back some future value again it's it's him putting his fingerprints on all of it and so far Things have worked out in which you say, "Okay, I'm on board for the rebuild. I'm i on. I've hopped on the ride. We tanked out last year, and it was a, a roll of the dice to tank because the lottery is not guaranteed. And they move from three to one. They get Connor Bedard. Like, hey, all right, like that. That's a that's a bonus." If it wasn't Bedard, it was going to be Carlson or Fantilli, which is still still great. great. Which is still great. And you're, you're in a position this year where you're going to be in the lottery again. You're going to be in a position where you're drafting no lower than five. You know, you may win it again. Who knows? But you're in a position where you're getting those future pieces. And that is important because when he took over, what was it? Twenty third prospect system in the league, yeah. according to the Athletic. The next by that same time the next year, number five, and started this season at what number three? It was something like that. Like that's that's the future that you're you're kind of yep. laying your, your your eggs in that basket with Davidson.
2: And again, we know nothing is guaranteed, right? But the the cleanest way out is to do it the way they're doing because instead of picking. Seven, eight, nine, they're picking one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And there's a massive difference between one and five and one and seven or two and six. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference in those players. Yeah. Like that's, it's it just, I don't know. I don't know why this is hard to understand. Re- rebuilds don't give you instant gratification. All right. And you don't, just in general, you don't have to find something to be pissed about. Again, if it doesn't no, it work doesn't out, play. there will be consequences. People got to be mad at everything, man. I guess so.
3: <laughs> people need to be yeah. mad. I mean, that's well, the
0: reason why Luke Richardson is on the hot seat, according to some people. Oh, my God. Please. <laughs> uh, by the way, um,
2: anyways, the speaking gone. of Luke, we're going to hear from him <laughs> he next. But, yeah. uh, first, Mario's going to tell you about our friends at Midtown.
0: Yeah, Midtown Athletic Club. They're a great place to go <laughs> if you are looking to uh, get yourself right physically and mentally, you got to pump some iron to get your frustrations out. Midtown Athletic Club can do that for you. They have four Chicagoland locations in Palatine, Bannockburn, Willowbrook, and right here in the city, the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel. And Midtown, for the month of January, is offering no initiation fees Ooh. at their Bannockburn, Palatine, and Willowbrook locations. I can so afford that. That's pretty good. No fees? Yeah, no initiation right fees. my range. That's then you got to work thing. out. My favorite nah. fee is chicken sandwich. My my favorite <laughs> fee is uh, not a fee. So yeah, that works out. Uh, so if you're uh, an individual or a family with kids or looking to make some uh, lifestyle changes, check out the Midtown Athletic Club. They have so much to offer: uh, super luxurious locker rooms, wet and dry saunas, indoor and outdoor pools and hot tubs, uh, state of the art uh, workout equipment. They have a restaurant, as you were saying. They full, full on restaurant, world famous chicken sandwich. Yeah. Chicken sandwich is pretty good. Uh, Yoga, boxing, uh, group exercise studios, spin classes, you name it. They got it. And if you're into tennis, the Midtown Athletic Club is the place to be. They have the best programming in the sport. They have indoor and outdoor tennis courts, pickleball and paddle. Uh, Tennis is available as well. All USTA professional quality. So head over to midtown.com slash CHGO to find out more and tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest to you.
2: Yeah, and if you're looking to upgrade your home just like you're looking to upgrade your body and your mind to Midtown, Mm -hmm. hit up our friends at Empire Today where you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low-price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring so there can have people trying to be like them, or at least, you know, imposters. But Empire cannot Imposter. be beaten on quality, service, or speed. So competitors advertise low-quality products that Empire will not carry, and they refuse oh, geez. to put in your to put in your home. They refuse to do it. They won't refuse. Their philosophy <laughs> is to help you find what you need. Not to overwhelm you with thousands of choices and crappy substitutes. What they leave out of their selection is as important as what they put in. Empire's product team exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples every year to find the perfect styles. And if you think you're talking to Empire today, you got five or six designs you really, really like and you can't decide. Well, that's when you fire up the virtual floor designer. See exactly what the floor is going to look like in your space. It's a great way to to make the right choice because let's be honest it is a big investment to get new floors and you want to know exactly what you're getting and empire today will help you do that with that virtual floor designer schedule a free in-home <laughs> estimate today all listeners can receive a 350 dollars off discount when they use the promo code chgo restrictions apply see empire.com i'm sorry empire slash chgo
0: for details I'm just laughing at the Tan Tanvers twelve. Our Derek King fan it says, "Imagine this: It's 2028. Bedard is handed the Stanley Cup from Gary Batman at Centre Ice <laughs> at the UC. The first person he hands it to is Derek King, and the crowd goes wild." There you go. He <laughs> did clarify that he was kidding earlier. I know. It's yeah. just it makes me. Man, if Gary
3: Batman's still the commissioner in 2028,
2: I'm going to be really pissed off. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. All right, why don't we hear from Luke Richardson? Thanks to the Hawks for sending this. They must have been watching the show, yeah. as they always do. Uh, here is Luke Richardson after the Hawks' 2-1 loss in Winnipeg. Meantime, push the like button for us. Uh,
1: they, they skated hard, but, you know, I thought we just backed off a little bit in the last five minutes, and it, uh, uh, the other team was desperate and, and came at us and got two good, uh, good chances. That uh, You know, we we got to try and prevent that. You know It was uh, definitely disappointing uh, not even getting into overtime for uh, a point on the road.
4: What's
1: the mood in the locker room like? Uh, I didn't even go in. You know, I mean, like the, I know it's disappointed. You could see them coming off the bench after the game, and we, we only had a minute to try and scramble to tie it up, but uh, we didn't really even get in to get that opportunity. So, uh, it's unfortunate. I just thought, uh, you know, they wanted it a little bit more than us at the end of the game, and uh, we just couldn't contain them and hold them.
4: Was there any kind of breakdown in particular on the? On the- Ealer's
1: goal, the go-ahead goal. Um, just not protecting the middle ice. I think you know he, him coming through the middle of the ice at a lot of speed. Uh, uh, you know we were trying to play tight on the back end. I thought maybe the forwards were a little bit spread out. We got to be over top of them in the middle and push everything to the outside. So it's a uh, it's a more difficult task for them. And coming down the middle for Ealer's uh, one of the faster guys in the league is probably what they wanted. And uh, unfortunately, we opened that up for him that same vein, Did do anything differently in, in like the final few minutes? I think they just played a little bit harder and desperate. I think their Ds were really pinching down the walls and, and uh, you know, we, we just uh, weren't clean. Uh, I thought we were cleaner in the middle part of the game. Uh, broke out the puck out and had some more line rushes for, created more chances for. So I think just, uh, you know, subconsciously you back off and try and Protect the one nothing lead, and then and then preserve and try and get to overtime when they tie at one one, and uh, they just kept coming. So unfortunately, uh, they got the good breaks at the end that they they created for themselves, and uh, uh, we came away with nothing again. And and that's frustrating. The last two games we played very well, and and come out with no points. I'm sure you're happy. Oh, he was great. He deserves uh, way better from us in front of him in the, at the end of the game to try and uh, help him get a win, uh, if not if not a shutout. So uh, you know he's been great for us all year. So we got to try and get him a little more goal support, and definitely protect him a little better at the end of games.
4: What were the bright spots that you saw?
1: Um, yeah, it's hard to think of right this second, but uh, I think the penalty killing was excellent. Uh, you know, guys were blocking shots and playing hard, and that's what we've been asking them to do. And I thought we frustrated them quite a bit throughout the game. Unfortunately, we just gave them too much room at the end. That is Luke Richardson after the Hawk.
2: I'm surprised he was uh, I don't know, a little bit more critical than I expected.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's enough there to break down of the breakdown. I mean, yeah, I mean it's it wasn't a perfect effort that was spoiled by a brain fart in the last minute of the game like yeah. there was enough there that they that they didn't do right to give that game away
3: yeah and i am definitely uh looking forward to seth jones returning in lineup hopefully within the next couple of games yeah i yeah, think for, so for a couple of reasons first of all then we no longer have to watch Jared Tenorti watch oh. pucks go into the net
0: well less often bro um,
3: cuz like that that first Winnipeg goal, wh- wh- what are you doing, man? Back door. Again. Just standing in the middle of the ice. And then goes, oh, shit. There's a guy there. Are they allowed um, to do that? And another reason I want to see him is for that power play. Because yep. Kevin Korchinski at the blue line, keeping pucks in. Woof!
0: He's got to learn. It's tough.
3: I think... Korchinski will eventually be a power play quarterback, but it's just like he passes the puck, and then he kind of just, like, stays flat-footed, and then the puck comes back to the blue line, and he's like, oh, I better go get it, and he never keeps it in, where Jones, and I know this is because he's a veteran. He's been doing it longer. He kind of flows with it, and he seems that he can guess where it's going to wind up. Those are two things that, like, are going to be... And then you can put Korchinski back on the second unit and let him
2: pass it backwards down there. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, look, that comes with time and experiences. He will learn, and the game will come to him. And we say this all the time, but is when young players are always asked, what is different between the Western Hockey League or the American Hockey League or college hockey in the NHL, they always say the speed. And they're not only talking about how fast guys skate – They're talking about how quickly you need to process the game. And any young player, regardless of we're seeing it from Connor Bedard, Mm -hmm. a generational prospect that comes around once every 10 years, whatever you want to say, he has had to make adjustments and say, okay, this doesn't work here. It's going to happen with Korchinski. It's going to happen with Vlasic. Everyone's going to come. And the reason that Seth Jones is so good at keeping the puck on the power play is he's got that ability to see a puck coming around the dasher behind the goal and say, "All right, based on where these guys are, this puck's going to come here." He's
0: seen it, enough. and he
2: has seen it so many times yeah. that he knows where to go. And it's beyond instinct; it's just knowledge, it's yeah. wisdom that comes with playing ga- game after game after game and huge minutes year after year after year, as he's done since Nashville drafted him. Mm-hmm. He's been a big minute guy since he's 19 years old. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> you know, he's got the the battle scars. And the wisdom and knowledge now to to see what's going to happen before it happens.
0: And Korchinski will get there. Yeah. I found, I found myself getting frustrated with, with Korchinski tonight and then having to remind myself, like, he's 19. He's not a prepackaged right. NHL player just yet. He's going to take some time. Like, he would love to see him be in Rockford right now, but he can't do that. So, he's got to... Learn these, learn these lessons here, and it and it and it hurts because he's not learning. He's not learning it in a sheltered role. He's not on a team that has four four NHL defensemen that you can say, oh, they're they're the top four, no problems. You got a legit top line like this kid's nineteen. Protect him. Like he doesn't have that uh, luxury with this team, so he's going to be exposed to a lot, even when they're healthy. He was going to be exposed to a lot. So now that they've gone you know with a lot of injuries they've had uh, been without Seth Jones he's had to elevate his role uh and yeah i think it's it's there's a lot that you want to see from him but also it's like he's a 19 year old kid right. like he, he he would have been you know with team canada if he wasn't here you know like he, that that's the level that he was that he's at still so he's still figuring it out but yes with south jones coming back uh will will definitely make a difference with this team's blue line rotation and the way that they're uh the way that they play on the power play so
3: if uh when jones comes back what's what's your ideal top six like how would you how, how would you have your pairs
0: i would, would have you? uh i'd go back to vlasic jones i'd have Korczynski with murphy I mean, it's not going to happen, but I'd have Phillips playing here over Nordy, and then I keep Zaitsev in. But that's not what's going to happen. I. It's also
2: it's only been a handful of games, but Jacob has looked really freaking good. He's yeah. been
0: he has been a a positive since being acquired. Yeah, he's been good. But do they sit Zaitsev for him? Because Zaitsev I think has actually been those. actually okay.
3: I, I rotate like I don't take Zaitsev out of the lineup. Yeah, like my six would be, I like the Vlasic. Jones, that's been a solid pair. Korchinski, Murphy, been...
2: It's been okay. And Murphy... They gotta get Tenorti and Murphy separated. I'm sorry, it's just Murphy's like... Murphy's
3: been, you know, when he's not playing with Tenorti, he's been yeah. getting yep.
0: better. That's when he had his worst game. And then my
3: third pairing is, at this point, it's Magna Zaitsev. I don't even play
0: Tenorti. But well, Magna plays on the right, doesn't he?
3: You figured out... Anything uh, sure, gonna have to turn sure, today. no, I agree. I'm sure one of those guys could play on their offside. Yeah. Uh, Zaitsev or, or Megna playing on their
0: offside is better than Tonorti in the layup. You might, you might see a rotation of Zaitsev, Megna. I just, I know he, I know he's not been playing well, and I know everyone in the chat and most people online all want him sent to Rockford and bring up Phillips or bring up Kaiser or bring up Del Mastro or Allen. It's not going to happen. Jared Tonorti's playing on this team. Like I, it sucks. I agree, it sucks. But that is that is going to be the the plan. Richardson is, sees a lot of himself in Tenordi. He believes in him as a veteran, believes in him playing and being being around this NHL team. Um, so you just got to live with it. And you know what? If this season mattered, he wouldn't be here. But it doesn't matter.
2: Right? No way. Magna is a
0: left-handed shot. Zaitsev is right, so that could. Be oh, okay. Hurt. So yeah. he's just been playing on the right. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah. then, yeah, there you go. Magna Zaitsev, I'm fine.
3: And I'm not saying that. I, I know uh is not going anywhere. Yep. I know he's not going to play placed on waivers or shot into the center of the sun, right. as some have suggested. But let's not play him every game.
0: Sure, rotate those him three. Time.
3: Those bottom three guys: Meghna, Zaitsev, Tornori, Tornori whatever Tornori. his name is. Yeah, uh, rotate those guys in and out. That's and, fine. And who's ever playing best gets the ice time. But your top four. Then gets solidified with Jones and Blastic, which is was a really good yeah. pair. And Murphy is better with Korchinski.
0: Um, yeah, let them, let them play to their strengths. Let Korczynski, you know, f- try and facilitate offense. Let Murphy be the safety valve defensively. That's fine. Like, let them do that. Yeah,
3: and I know a lot of people, you know, have mentioned, oh, let's bring up Del Mastro. No, he's an all-star in the AHL. Let him be... Yeah. Uh, in the all, like, think of how good Alex Vlasic has looked this year, and what did the Blackhawks do with him last year?
0: Played almost the entire season in Rockford. Yeah. There you go.
2: Yeah, there's no need to bring any other yeah kids that matter up right now. And the and only those, reason that the <laughs>
0: only reason that Korchinski's here is because there's no option for him to go to Rockford. Right. Right. And he's he's good enough to play in the NHL. He's he's. Yeah, I don't know but what he's, he he's not good enough to be mistake free at at nineteen years old. Going back to Seattle would do him no good. It would be the our favorite. Yeah, yeah no, it, right,
2: yeah. no, and
3: I, I think next year, if the season starts and Korchinski is struggling, then Rockford is an option. He can go down there for a couple of weeks. Yes, he could. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not like, you know, overall Korchinski, when you factor in, you know, teenager. Mm. In the NHL, learning all this stuff at the NHL level on a depleted roster, I don't have, like, I'm I'm impressed with what he's been able to do. But there are things where you're just like, oh, you're not learning this yet. And I know these things take a lot of time, but sometimes the frustration just boils over. It's like, move your feet when you're out in the power play. You don't have to slingshot it every time up the ice. Yeah. Certain things like that I can live with the defensive lapses And bad reads Because that's going to happen For a kid like that But when It's the offensive side of the puck The reason you were drafted Seventh overall Those are the things I want to see Get adapted Or evolve quicker Than the defensive side Because I think he's naturally Gifted offensively He's got the instincts So I, I think That side of his game Should probably develop And evolve quicker Than defensive So it's just like it just seems like little things where I'm like, Oh, come on, kid, you're better than that. That's why I get up, up frustrated because I know he's better than some of the things we've seen,
0: and we'll see I'm like ninety nine percent sure we'll see Nolan Allen and Ethan Del Mastro in Chicago before the end of the season. It'll be later in the year, yeah but they'll, but they'll in the they'll end. get their, they'll get they'll get a few games and before uh, the end of the year. Kay's asking a
3: chance, but why does Phillips and Kaiser get a chance but not Del Mastro? because they actually think Del Mastro is the better prospect and they want to develop him more. Give him 20 minutes. Just like Vlasic last season. They didn't call up Vlasic because they they felt it was more important for Vlasic to be the guy in Rockford than play 11 minutes in Chicago. Yeah. So that's why Del Mastro and it's still his first
0: pro season yeah yeah like, Kaiser and Phillips have have played in the NHL before they're older than yeah, before this season. I mean
3: yeah I mean so that that's a reason too they're further along in their careers uh, but it's also the fact that sometimes when you don't get called up it's because they think highly of you mm-hmm. and they don't Correct. want you to come up here and yeah. You know, whatever reason. It's more important for Del Mastro to be the number one defenseman in Rockford all season than to come up here and, you know, play 14 shifts and then sit a game and then play 13 shifts yeah, call, and then sit a game. Calling yeah, guys
0: calling guys up from, from the AHL is not always where we're yanking your best player. Right.
3: No. yeah, It's who makes the most sense at the time. And you don't want to, you know take him out of his groove down there. He's I mean, in look, his routine, and it's obviously working.
2: I, I mean, look, you had Crevier up here out of necessity, mm-hmm. um, and I think they would tell you that what the way they're handling Isaac Phillips probably isn't ideal. Uh, I think we're all on record. We'd prefer Phillips into Torrey, but Luke sees things that we don't. Kevin Dean sees things that we don't. Fine, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as Seth is healthy, they got to send Phillips back. He's got to be oh, playing be the, that's high. yeah he'll, that's who's going there's back. no doubt yeah no I know I just like and he has to start yeah. getting back in that Rockford routine Yeah. cuz there's a reason he was not the guy to make the team out of camp because they I think they may have had the same mindset with Phillips was let's get this guy in every situation and really develop mm-hmm. him cuz this is kind of his la well, this year is kind of his last chance before he's kind of going to get
0: leapfrogged by yeah Domastro and Allen it's, and it's it's a contract year he's 22 like he's still a young guy um but yeah, I mean it's 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 an oppor- it's an opportunity to you know he'll get back to Rockford, opportunity to get back on the top pair and uh, produce. Uh, before we take a break, do we want to hear from Connor Murphy? Yes. Sure. I've seen some of his quotes online. Um, it's not so every day
3: Connor Murphy scores a goal, so let's give him his yeah. Uh, yeah. let's give him his spotlight.
4: It's bad, yeah. It's unacceptable on our part uh, to give up goals and grade A chances in the last ten minutes, five minutes. And uh, it's just it's just terrible on our part. Our, our, play, our players, Raz made big saves too. And we even had a chance um, when we were giving up big ones, and then we kept giving up big ones, and and we paid for it.
1: We know where Winnipeg is in the standings. I was talking to your coach this morning about you know how well
4: you guys have played against Winnipeg this year. Did you
1: feel you did what you needed to do
4: for the majority of the game? Leading up to that end of the third, I think we did play hard and stayed uh, with consistent um but it's hard it's hard to win games and, and uh against good teams too they're gonna any team's gonna pour it on you at the end uh if you're if you're trying to defend a lead and uh you got to know how to play and we clearly didn't uh, show that we know how to play with it what do you see in the game how do you describe their style uh they're consistent they don't cheat the game i think they do they, they a lot of their play comes from their their uh defensive game and uh <sighs> They just they just stick with it and, and they, they play hard and try to get pucks and bodies around around nets as simple as that sounds um, and win battles and they they know they they know if they stick with their game things are going to come and uh, we ended up breaking uh, exactly how they wanted.
2: That is Connor Murphy, your fourth star of the game, as voted by the chat. Connor Murphy is the winner. Congratulations to dun, Connor dun, Murphy. Dun. Finished the game again, recapping his numbers. <clears throat> he had uh, one goal on one shot in 1959 of ice time. Three more sh- three shot attempts, four block shots, and two hits. Congrats to Connor Murphy. And um, NHL players do not care about moral victories. They don't oh. care that they played well. They don't care that it was a mismatch. They don't care that they're shorthanded. They want to win. He was clearly irritated at the way that game got away from him, and that's good. And man. You want to see that. Think about
0: Murphy's career, man. Like, he, he was a first-round pick, spent a long time with some bad Arizona Coyotes teams. Then he comes to Chicago and he's been on some bad Chicago teams. Yeah. It's like, damn, like Chicago, he came to Chicago, uh, in the Jalmerson trade. Yep. So right at the end of that, you know, cup run dynasty area, right when the cutoff happened, here comes Connor Murphy and he has done nothing but be a consummate professional, uh, a great veteran guy, a guy you can rely on, on, on pretty much 99% of the time. Um, and he's just seen a lot of losing in his career yeah. and it's just, and he's still there every
2: game, every practice.
0: Yeah, ready to talk, ready to say what needs to be said.
2: Yeah. Um, he, I, I believe, is one of the most underrated,
0: underappreciated Blackhawks
2: of in the a last, long time. yeah,
0: of the last like five, six years. Definitely, yeah. yeah.
2: It's tough, and I think that he's been kind of uh, unfairly criticized as like not as good as he is because of the teams he's been on. Yeah, he's yeah. He's a if Conor Murphy player.
3: was here for the Cup years, he'd be a hero in this town. He'd yeah. be Nicholas Johnson. Yeah,
0: you know he'd be in that ilk. I Had a nice uh, quote here come in from Winnipeg Jets head coach Rick Bonus. Ah, on uh, this is from uh, Marat Ats A T E S. I believe he. Uh, you were right, Greg. He covers the Winnipeg Jets for the uh, the Athletic. Uh, Rick Bonus on Chicago's quality. Says Chicago played a great game. Don't look at their roster and don't look at their standings and say it's a bad team. It's a good team. They play hard. They made it very hard for us tonight, and they did get us frustrated. So, I mean, I test you. Watch the game. It that was pretty clear that you know they were able to do a lot of things tonight that uh, made the Jets ineffective for long stretches of the game.
3: Yeah, that's high praise coming from a guy that. Might
0: uh, might win the Jack Adams this year. Yeah, yeah.
3: it's high praise. Um,
0: yeah. you, know what, you know what else gets high praise? Comed. It really does. They get so much high praise. We know tomorrow is going to be a lights on, heat on day. I I hope so too, uh, because it is getting better with Comed and easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. And that is something that we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it.
3: You betcha. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks just sitting there waiting to get in the snow tomorrow, (laughs) ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make the most
0: sense. So... What should all of our beautiful listeners who are business owners do, Greg?
3: Well, if you're a business owner, Mario, like our pal Charlie, the mm-hmm. bacon guy. It's true. Or, uh, I don't know, Alan K., do you own a business? Well, if you do, <laughs> go to slash clean. To learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Well, you can to the end of the show. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Wait.
2: I blacked out.
3: What was that <laughs> website again? That would be comed.com slash clean. Clean. I know you're used to going to dirty websites, but try to go to a clean (laughs) website every once in a while. (laughs) No Remington Steel on this website. (laughs) Yes, go now after the show and see how Going Electric connects us to a better way of doing business. And a better future for generations to come. That's
0: called a callback.
2: Yes. <laughs> and those yeah, of you who have missed, you the, missed pre-game. the pregame, you, know, <laughs> you don't you, get
0: that you joke. If you miss our pregames, you boy howdy. Of, you're missing some fun you times. You miss a lot of silliness. We, yes.
2: Not that we didn't have our moments in the postgame either. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> before we uh, pay off our segments, uh, we want to tell you that there's awesome bobbleheads available from our friends at FOCO mm-hmm. of the counter Bedard variety and others. And it's not just bobbleheads at Foco. You can get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Spurch. Hoodies, spurts, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. It is baseball season. Somewhere. As we know. Somewhere it is. Aloha shirts, because the weather is really toasty right now. Straw hats, got to keep the sun out of your face. Polos, if you want to look like you have man boobs. Bags, <laughs> everything you need look like. for a toasty baseball <laughs> game at Wrigley or guaranteed right field. And, of course, we did mention... Our wonderful set decorations from our friends Dude. at FOCO.
0: The Taze Kane one here is a uh, FOCO special. Uh, it sure special. Is,
2: Yeah. That shows you it's like a different quality than your typical bobblehead. But I can't wait yeah. for our counter-bedard uh, Stan Mikita bobblehead to arrive. Mm-hmm. Should be any day now. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in our description below. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO10 for
0: 10% off. Luke uh, Luke in the check says he got the Michigan bobblehead. So. Oh, Nice i'm i'm looking I'm looking forward to the uh, interactive uh, Jordan Billington fillable diaper that That is going to be a, a very a very yes. underrated part of that bobblehead.: Yes. I wonder what the technology is to fill a diaper
2: over and over again, you know. Is it like an air control? We'll have to ask the people at FOCO. We'll have to get uh, Steve FOCO on the show one of these days. Steve FOCO. Steven FOCO. <laughs> <laughs> he's right, he's Frank FOCO. Yeah, Frank FOCO. There you go. All right, we did do our four stars, so all we have left is, oh, we got some super chats. Windy City Hockey uh says Stan Bonehead was terrible with the cap. Yep. Uh, that's correct. And Tanvers 12 just sent us $10 because he's nice. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. Or they're it. nice. I don't know if Tanvers is a man or a woman or Whatever. It must have been um, penance for joking about Derek King. Yes, it's okay. We knew you were joking, but uh, But it is a common theme of the post Unfortunately, unfortunately. there are people who say things like that who aren't joking. Yes. All right, now we're going to pay off as I adjust myself, so to speak. Hey, now. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm getting my helmet. Did we forget the... Oh, yeah, it is. I was looking for it during the reads. I was like, uh uh-oh, did we forget the helmet? (laughs) Your
0: helmet. Yeah, there you go. Colin Blackwell, Colin Blackwell, the biggest, biggest blue, big line. blue lines, biggest blue line. Yeah, Reming, Remington really uh, dropped the ball for me, so to speak. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: I'm uh, not gonna pick Taylor Radish ever again. Yeah, that was a that felt like I don't want to wear the helmet. Kind of a pick. <sighs> I don't know. Blackwell
0: had a good game. Yeah, like if he he had what three short handed opportunities? Like, uh,
2: sick uh, breakaway too. Yeah, which uh, was on a penalty. The day, Blackwell, 13 four shots, six shot attempts, two takeaways, and 50 uh, 50 on the faceoffs. Yeah. So, getting yeah. In,
0: getting in Josh Morrissey's yeah, face. It.
2: Look, I picked him and said, I'm going with the safe pick. I'm not overthinking it. Who yeah. would have thought that Colin Blackwell would be the safe pick? <laughs> we laughed because there was, when he stared, speaking
3: of s- staring down Josh Morrissey. You were like, oh, come on, fight him. Take Morrissey off the ice. I'm like, you can't go five minutes without Colin Blackwell. No, you can't. That's not a good trade anymore. (laughs) You can't. I was like, quick. Mackenzie and Whistle, jump in there. That's the trade I take. But, yeah, I mean, come on. Um, Yeah, Colin Blackwell. I'm I'm not going to pick Taylor Radish ever again this season. That's my vow for me. But (laughs) it's like at this point, you look at the roster and go,
2: well. Pick it out of a hat. Somebody, yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Pick it out of a crown royal bag. (laughs) Pretty much. It's all
3: kind of even at that point, you know?
0: Uh, I mean, like we were saying in the, in the pregame, like they have four fourth lines of forwards, you know?
1: Yep.
3: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of
0: America NA, member FDSE. Uh, the defensemen they don't really produce a lot. I know Murphy had the goal tonight, but what? That's career goal number, what, 10 for him? Like, it's not Only a, two on the year. Yeah, it's not a uh, common occurrence, so... Spin the wheel, pick a name. It's kind of like, you know, yeah. spinning the globe and just stopping your finger on it and be like, oh... Going to Pudwakistan. Going that's to. Fun. <laughs> Douchton Abbey. That's fun. Douche to Abbey. That's where my next vacation is going to be. Oh, it sounds a lot of fun. Uh, but I have been to St. Louis before. kind
4: of boring. <laughs> All
2: right. We are uh, done today. We are back Saturday for Hawks and Stars. <laughs> Post game. Revenge. The revenge game. That's an 8-1 right? ass whooping. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think it will be better. I think so. I mean, it can't be worse than 8 th- I mean, it could, it could be, be, nine be, but no I one. hope not. It could be 8 nothing. I mean... It- do Someone we, just hog tie Rupe hints before the game, please. Do we think it's yeah, possible guys. Seth Jones plays?
4: Mm, if they practice tomorrow, yes. I, I highly doubt they're going to practice. Yeah, but tomorrow.
2: I think yeah, practice is in the air tomorrow. I would, I would imagine. I would doubt. I, well, how are you going to practice hockey in the air? I don't. I think he
3: comes back Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday okay. against the Sharks. Yeah, um, let's ease him in. Yeah, yeah But Even yeah the Can, we, can we get the, Well
0: yeah Because Richardson said He wanted him to get a practice And he actually hasn't Had a practice right. He's just Because he yeah.
3: skated Before practice the other day He didn't actually
0: participate Yeah And he was in the morning skate But not really yeah. The other day so He's got to be able to, They got to give him some contact I'm going to date myself
3: With this reference In, in regards to Rupe hints, But maybe we should get uh, Give Jeff Galule A, a pregame so, tour Of the uh, locker room area
0: Galooli, <laughs> right. Galooli, Galooli. <laughs> Alright So anyway, Steven has no idea What we're talking <laughs> I've got, about No, no You're, you're 100% the, correct uh, That's the whole
2: whiteboarded For the people Ta- Tanya the Harding You watched that movie That came out Nancy a couple years ago? Tanya, Tanya Harding and Nancy Harding, Kerrigan 1994 Olympics None of this rings a bell to no, you No this is no. Me. If I say Nancy Kerrigan That means nothing to you I mean I've I've heard that name Tanya before. Harding I've heard that name before but too But do you have no ref- Point of reference from it No Interesting Alright Should we give the short version Nah all right. Can we, can we Google we get, it. Let's, so, let's sounds like a good <laughs> demonstration. Sounds like a good August topic. Here, Stephen. <laughs> remembering <laughs> Jeff Gulli on August thirteenth. <laughs> teaching Stephen about the nineties, volume twelve. All right, we'll talk to everybody Saturday. Uh, be safe in the snow. I know my kids got a remote learning day. Yeah, you good, know, good luck,
0: everybody. That sucks by the way. Remote learning. As much as the boomers like day. to shake their
2: fist at the current generation of children who yeah, have to have snow active is... shooter drills all the time and yeah. they've got it easy, mm-hmm. they don't get snow days anymore. Everything's e learning. I only had one my entire school career anyway. We were CPS. Yeah, and it was only because yeah. it was negative 14. <laughs> it
3: wasn't even a snow day. It was, you're going to die if you leave the house. Yeah, local, I'd say we
2: were good for like one a year. Yeah, I had a few as well. Weak ass suburb yeah. kids. Yeah, it's true. Cake eaters. That's fine. Cake's delicious. Sore <laughs> off days. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll talk to everybody Saturday. Uh, be safe. Uh, keep warm. All that good stuff. We'll talk to you Saturday on the CHGO. Hey, who are we uh, what? presented uh, by,
0: Jay?
2: I was going to do that. I got it all queued up right here. Okay. Right. So I was going to say sure. on the CHGO Blackhawks postgame show, which is powered by ComEd. There you go. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com slash clean. Thank you for paying attention. We'll talk to y'all Saturday Try night ribs. after Hawks and Stores <laughs> on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. <laughs> we like the mayor.